Mandalites here, Tantaxons, if you managed to get some earbuds around those spikes of yours, welcome folks to the Wonder Years for all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs. My name is Jimmy Fallon. Well. Can't tell you my real name, the Yerks are out to get me. Um, hopefully the Yerks go after Jimmy Fallon and not you. Uh, my name is Blair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're just going out there, huh? Yeah, and I'm I'm your guest tonight. This is the Tonight Show or whatever fucking show Jimmy Fallon hosts. <laughs> hey, that's really funny. <laughs> Get it? Because Jimmy Fallon laughs at everything, even though it's not funny. Uh huh. It's a good joke. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> just kidding. My name's actually Luna. I'm not Jimmy Fallon. Fooled you, dumbasses. Oh, shit. You pull off your latex mask, latex Jimmy Fallon mask, to reveal. Another latex Jimmy Fallon mask. And then I take off that one and I'm Tom Cruise underneath that. Shit. <laughs> you know, that, I, I've never actually seen the Mission Impossible show, but, like, I have a question if, like, that was, like... You've seen the Mission Impossible movies, right? At least nope. some of them? Mm-mm. Really? Nope. That that reference you made was, ex- like... The, the joke I was making was an explicit Mission Impossible reference, because, like, in the climax of every... It, at least once per Mission Impossible movie, Tom Cruise puts on an incredibly good, like, latex mask of someone. Uh-huh. Like, in Mission Impossible 3, he does it with Phil Seymour Hoffman. Mission Impossible 1, he does it with, um... Oh, it's not Christopher Walken, but he kind of looks a little bit like Christopher Walken. I'm going to look it up because it's going to bother me if I don't look it up. Um, the person I always get mixed up with Christopher Walken is Steve Buscemi. I don't, don't think, think it's, it's that Steve one. Steve Buscemi. I think that's just a me problem and not a universal problem. Yeah. Um, it's, uh... God, who is it? I don't know. John Voight? Yeah, it's John Voight. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he wears a John Voight mask. He wears a Philip Seymour Hoffman mask. He wears a mask of some, like, diplomat in Mission Impossible 5, which is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm always curious if that's, like, a thing from the first, from, like, the TV show that it was based on, or, like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Also, it- man, I, I watched the first Mission Impossible again recently, I gotta say, that's like a, that's still a good... That movie fucking holds up. I probably will never watch it because there's something about Tom Cruise that just kind of, like, repulses me. You know? Oh, he... You, you, know, you don't like the fact that he thinks that he's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> I don't... It's Tom just... Cruise, Tom Cruise. Like, but bitch, like, he's Bobby with that tool? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, no, like, I, I, I thought about watching, like, Interview with a Vampire, but then also I was like, but Tom Cruise is in that. So I guess maybe I will watch it then, <laughs> even though I would probably like everything else about it, you know. Yeah. I'm a complicated I mean, woman. I think, uh, yeah, the movie the movies are very good. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I- I'm a fan. Big thumbs up. Welcome to welcome to action baiting, everyone. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So okay, let's take a look at the covers. The cover on the cover on this one's actually not going to be that upsetting. Yeah, there's only one cover for these books, right? I think there was. I think I saw another one, but I'm not 100. percent No, it's just the one. Yeah, yeah. So instead of like there being like a gradual scaling morphs or like the the lenticular cover, this one uh, has like everyone and half morph basically, yeah. like half of their face is an animal and half of them human which is just like, like and so jake's half tiger half jake obviously right and i this looks like the same child from the cover of the first book the same like six-year-old child except for like an actual like teen age now kind of well he's got longer hair certainly um what's that he's got longer hair and it's parted 
Anyway. Um, yeah, anyways. Cassie is half half, uh, fly. half fly, half human, which, mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't really have any action morphs in this. No. Like, I mean, she does go... She should have had the wolf morph, and Marco should have... And Marco's the, Marco's got a wolf going on. He should have been the gorilla, yeah. obviously. Big I mean, I just want to see as much Big Jim as I possibly can. <laughs> there is an incredible sequence with Big Jim at the end of this book, and I cannot wait to talk about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Rachel is bear. Mm-hmm. And then there's just a hawk on so the cover. <laughs> which, like, these aren't even, like, upsetting to look at, because it's just, like, it's literally, like... Like, the left side is human, the right side is animal, and then there's, like, a slight, like, Adobe Photoshop blur effect straight down the middle. Yeah, I think the least effect, like, the, yeah, like, the one that looks the worst is probably Cassie's, but not because it's upsetting looking, it's just because it's, like, straight up, just, like, a straight line. Yeah, it's just, like, it just, those two things do not meld well together. Actually, I found another copy. Oh. Uh, I found another cover, rather. Ooh. Uh, Send that bitch over, if you would. Yeah. It's everyone's hands reaching for the Escafil device. Oh, I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Cassie gets shafted again because she's got the flea hand. <laughs> I think I actually, I think I actually had this version of it because the other book didn't look that. Fam- the cover on the other one didn't look that familiar. Uh huh. This one does, and I think the Escafil device like was like that holographic like. Pokemon card style kind of shit. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do we, what else do we do before we get into the book? I forget. Um, I mean, we just kind of shoot the shit, which we have done. We have effectively pew, shot pew, shit. Pew. Um, get it? Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, no, okay, you we didn't don't react, have too much pre-pro so, I mean, in this podcast <laughs> that we do have done for, yeah. like, several books now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no. So let's get uh, into yeah. it. I've got I've got like two and a half pages of notes, but um at least a half of like probably a half of those pages are just the words gay in big letters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one doesn't have a some, lot of gay I gotta moments, be honest, but it has some good ones. What's that? It doesn't have a lot of gay moments, but it has some good ones. No, but it has some very good gay moments. Yeah. So there's no POV in this book. I mean there is POV in this book, but it changes chapter to chapter. Yeah. We Which I kind of found I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, because like like I didn't wasn't really crazy about watching the same events happen more than once from the different perspectives, you know. I thought that was kind of interesting, if I'm being honest. Like I, I liked that, like especially uh, near like the the once the third act kicks into gear. Sure, like, yeah, when yeah. When it definitely all the, made more like, sense there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, so the way that it works is like a chapter will go up like from let's just say like there's let's just say each chapter's got like a point A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and then B is like close to like the two-thirds point mm-hmm. so a chapter one will be a b c mm-hmm. and then chapter two will be b c d and then c d e d e f because there's always like a little bit of overlap right right so yeah that's that's some fucking math for you nice all right so my first note is that rachel is going out of town for gymnastics because she's got to go to gymnastics camp but spoiler alert she's not going well yeah shit um, yeah, we're just getting into the fucking thick of it. She's not fucking going. She's a liar. <laughs> well, she's yeah, she is a liar. But like, she so she kind of puts herself in a weird situation where, like, she tells some people that she's going and like other people that she's not going because she was kind of indecisive. And then she ends up being in a situation where she's like, oh, nobody knows 
like everyone expects me not to be around so i guess i'll just fuck around you know i guess i'll just be a bird for a bit yeah, yeah. uh and then marco is fucking obsessing over this pool party that some girl won't invite him to uh-huh. and he says uh and i quote why why what does that girl have against me and my you know my nose just what would anyone have against marco I'm like well, really <laughs> i can't think of anything yeah yeah um, God, I love. I Marco. can't believe he pu- he pulled like okay. The reason that this girl hates him and won't invite him to a, her pool party is because he pulled a Caddyshack and tossed a Babe Ruth in the pool like six years ago. Yeah. Like, I like he was ten. I get. I'm not trying to like, ex- like. I'm not trying to be like boys will be boys, but like, don't hold a grudge that long because someone said there was a turd in your pool. Right. Like, but like these people are really bougie. This family yeah, is super no. bougie. Darlene's so. a bougie-ass bitch. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, it's just... <laughs> I love Marco so much. He's like, I have to know what specifically she thinks about me, so we're breaking into this party as mice. Um, yeah. It's because... Yeah, no, he's got a crush. I don't know if he's got a crush so much as just, like, an obsession with negative attention. <laughs> I mean, he he thinks that she like-likes him. Oh, sure, to yeah. To quote Marco. So I think he's kind of hoping... For, he, I think he's got that feeling that he's hoping for some rever- some reciprocation. Yeah. Yeah. Or he just thinks he should be doing in that situation, you know? Yeah, because he's like, well, I, I want to kiss Jake, but I can't. Because that's <laughs> illegal. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, so uh, he cajoles... Um, Axe into coming with him. Hey, has it ever bothered you that cajole is pronounced like that? No. Why? Because I, when I was younger, I could, I could have sworn at some point in my life someone told me it was pronounced like Kahole. Oh. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think someone was just like <laughs> fucking with you. I mean, yeah, I was incredibly gullible as a child. Um, my cousin told me that when you reach the, um, in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, when you reach King Dodongo's cavern, my cousin told me, I was like six or seven at this time, he told me that the King Dodongo invites you into his room and you hang out and you don't do a boss fight. Uh-huh. And I believed that for ten years until I actually got to that boss fight myself. Oh my god. <laughs> I was 16 when I was like, you know, wait a second. That, that's kind of weird. I don't think that happens. Um... I think one time someone told me that, uh, you know those, like, you can't park here signs with the P that is crossed out? Someone told me that yeah. every so often that there's, like, ones that are, like, R's that are crossed out. And so for, like, a lot of my young age, I was like, I want to find the one that's an R, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I was just really obsessed with that. It's so stupid, you know? But I was so obsessed yeah. with it. I mean, you wouldn't know because the way that the slash goes exactly, through, exactly, that's like, the thing, the... you know. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh my god, we are dummies. <laughs> we are grade A dumbasses. Yeah, you know what? That's fine though. I'm okay with it. I've I've made the, peace this, with it. This, this same cousin, I was watch once watching him play Gex Enter the Gecko. Right, as and one does. Gex said, "What's that?" As one does. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Gex says a line, uh, Gex has a line in that game that's like, it's time to open a can of whoop-ass. But I, uh, I heard it as, because this, if you go and listen, if you go and like watch someone play that game, like you can like find like a long play or something. The voice quality is very bad. Mm-hmm. Like PS1 era game, it's not like a fault of the machinery. Cause like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 1 and stuff had like crystal clear voices. Right. But like this just sounded like, 
Time to open a can of whoop mm-hmm. Which I interpreted as whoop-ags, and yeah. I, I started saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my cousin was like, I, I was like, oh, shit. I, like, I don't want to be the one that taught my, like, seven-year-old cousin how to swear. Right, right. So he just went along with it? Well, no, like, he's like, hey, don't say that in front of, you know, my mom. And I'm like, I'm going to go say it. And then I said it, and she was like, oh, kids. <laughs> kids will be children. <laughs> little is, little is, little did he know, um, at the time, I had a track record of being a goddamn potty mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, okay, like, age two or three, um, just in the middle of traffic one day, apparently. I have no recollection of this, but... Once in the middle, once when we're just sitting in traffic, uh, I'm just someone like, you know, my dad gets a little bit grumpy and he's like kind of grousing about the traffic, and I'm just in the, I, I, in the back, I just say, "Fucking weighty," <laughs> <laughs> and so then cute. I know, and then like after like a week and a half of me saying it, despite my parents saying otherwise, just saying to not do it, mm-hmm. my parents uh, completely ignored me when I did it, and so I would just be like in the back and be like, "Mom, I'm saying fucking weighty." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I used to lick people's hands when I was younger. <laughs> Luna, you were so weird. I mean, you still are, but like. <laughs> Thank you. I was about to be offended that you didn't think that you that you thought I used to be weird. Not that no, I continue no, you to definitely be. still extremely are. Um, Hell yes, but bitch. you used to be kid weird. Oh yeah, um, I had business cards at like the age of four. <laughs> oh my god, a professional! You were the boss baby. I was boss baby who licked hands. Oh my god. Okay, no, I'm not even kidding. Apparently, again, don't remember this, but apparently, at age like two and a half or three, I said. Please come into our house and warm your hands by the fire. Mm-hmm. Like at age three, I said that. <laughs> and now I'm a dumb bitch, but back then I was a smart ass boss. You were a fucking erudite infant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so we're like five pages into this book, and it's okay. like an extra long one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. So, so, uh, fucking Rachel morphs a bird, and then she, uh, there's a really great note, there's a really great, uh, sentence, because, like, Caplegate has, like, a bunch of fucking room to play with in this one, so she just kind of, like, goes all out on the word crimes. Yeah, it's rough. Um, I made a couple of notes that stuck out in particular. Uh, when Rachel turns into a bird, there's a note about her feet splitting open, which mm-hmm. is great mm-hmm. to think about. Mm-hmm. Um... And Rachel falls down a hole, mm-hmm. and because she gets attacked by something, and she goes night night, and then we don't hear from her for like twenty pages. Well, no, she she fa- she's attacked by a bunch of uh, birds. Jays. Yeah, and then she get, runs into a tree. I don't think she falls into a hole. I think she just falls on the ground. Whatever. Whatever. I guess it doesn't really matter. But I was just. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, it was a hole. Anyways, yeah. um. Uh, so Marco's still fucking complaining about Darlene, and my, well, the first, that's the first time we hear mention of the name Darlene, and I'm just like, who? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, like, this is, this B-plot, this weird B-plot at the beginning of this book is just like, I'm like, Marco, you need to not do this. Yeah. Um, oh, also, that, that note just made me think of the the very good podcast post Game of Thrones. Whenever it, they talk about a character who is in the books but not in the show, like uh-huh. one of them will just scream "Who!" at the top of their lungs, and that's my favorite bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I very much hope that the TV show is extremely bad, so we can do we can like 
complain about something because I I like this I like these books a lot, but I want to have some negativity in the air. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I totally I want to I want to bitch about something. This this podcast has too much positive energy from for my hey, books. You want to bitch about something? Wait, uh, one, two, three, four weeks, and then we'll be talking about that. Uh, we'll be in that schlocktober bitch on fear baiting. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like on this podcast, you know, this podcast yeah. needs more negative energy. Is the thing. You know? Yeah. We we need to get into a fight. I think. I think we need to get into a fight. <laughs> Over what? I don't know. You're, we'll find something. But you, but you know I'm the, like, the least confrontational bitch in the world. <laughs> yeah, but you I... Could, you could stab me and I would assign blame to myself. <laughs> yeah, you need to be more confrontational because I need someone to fucking brawl with. <laughs> we... Blair, the thing is, your opinions are just very good, and they correspond with my correct opinions all the time. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, that's true. We're both so right all the time. It sucks sometimes. We can't just fucking word brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. We'll find something. We'll find something. <laughs> I've got this... God, I... Speaking, speaking of not being confrontational, I have a coworker who uh, has some very bad Game of Thrones opinions. Uh-huh. Uh, this coworker very derisively referred to the fourth book in the series, uh, Feast for Crows, as the quote-unquote girl book because it does have the most female point-of-view characters in the series. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, A, that's my favorite book in the series. B, he sucks. Yeah. And C, the other day he asked if I had, quote, swallowed my pride and watched the show yet, and I wanted to slap him. Oh my god. Swallowed it's your pride. Of, Shit. It's not out of pride that I don't watch that show. I have no pride, bitch. I do, a po- I do like, three podcasts. Three? I just, I talk- what is your mysterious third podcast? <laughs> I... It's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Watch Them. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's Patreon exclusive. Don't need $100 a month and we'll do that. Dude, can we, like, do a podcast no, where, where we just, we... like, like the worst idea of all time where we just watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them every week with a different guest and just get Blair, really sad Blair, about it? I... Blair, <laughs> listen... If I had to choose between watching Fantastic Beasts and where to find them every week for a year and literally not being able to eat anything but wood shavings, I would kill myself. <laughs> you wouldn't even take the wood shavings? No! <laughs> well, that's hurtful. I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, there. I'm not a pro- I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a termite. I guess you're not. Um, I could I could anamorph into one though. Yeah, you could. We all could. We, we, you know yeah. what? That's a secret. We are all anamorphs. We are indeed all anamorphs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh. fucking we need to keep talking about this book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Marco X and Jake, no Tobias, are like fucking around in the woods because like yep. Tobias caught a mouse for Marco, mm-hmm. and X is like, I am itchy, and Marco has the solution, and Tobias is like, dude, you've got fucking. Marco, you're fucking blackmailing him with flea powder? Yeah. Oh, my God. Poor dear. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, And and then Tobias is the line, don't let Marco jerk you, which, um... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 No no comment, just Mm -hmm. just the line? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Don't let Marco jerk you. Yep. That sounds about right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... 
So they're uh, Marco's complaining to Tobias about the fucking party, and which seems like a bad thing because you're like complaining to the ki- you're complaining to the bird child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody calls attention to that, but I don't think Tobias would have wanted to go anyway. You know, even yeah. if he was human, it just doesn't seem like it's seen. Yeah, no. Uh, and then they talk about the classic Caddyshack, and it's just like. Damn, Marco, you couldn't get any originality. Like it had, it was even it was even explicitly a baby Ruth. Yeah, I mean, like he definitely is the guy until he like gets into his like twenties. Maybe is just just tells jokes from movies, basically. And some people who haven't watched the movies yeah. think they're really funny. But you know, but if you see the movie, you're like, aha, I've heard that one before. And he's just like, oh, really? I don't. I've never watched that movie. That's so strange that I came up with the same exact joke, though I've never watched that movie before, you know? Mm. That's totally mm. his vibe. Yeah, no. Marco sucks. But no. also Marco's great. <laughs> He's just an idiot. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What's my next note? Uh, so, they, Tobias offhandedly comments about how he saw a bald eagle get fucked in the middle of the forest. Uh-huh. And, like, with how smart these kids are, with, like, how fucking, like brain genius calculation master <laughs> these kids are. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Tobias isn't like, wait, Rachel's got a bald eagle. Why was a bald eagle flying so low to the ground? That's really weird. Bald eagles are smarter than that. Yeah. Wait. But he's just like, ha, bald eagle ate shit. I'm happy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, someone's sleepy. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we talk about this? I slept through my fucking morning... My fucking alarm and missed my entire morning class today. <laughs> Hell yeah. What was the class? It was computer science 2. Um, uh, yeah, like... Oh, it, the sequel. Yeah, the seek, the squeakle. Um, <laughs> Damn it, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, this, the... the <laughs> so I had been out the night before, but not that late. Like 1 a.m., you know? Um... And I woke up an hour before my alarm went off because I heard my roommate in the bathroom. And then I woke up, like, after the class because my friend texted me. But I fucking slept through the alarm, the thing that's supposed to wake me up. So, I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling you all this, those who listen. I, 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 I genuinely miss, like, when I was still in school because I would have, like, sleeping through my alarm was not a... Was was more of a ah oh, dang it and less of a oh shit yeah I mean it was still I was still like an yeah it was not a big deal because it was one class and my body obviously needed the sleep you know if it was gonna sleep for ten hours that hard you know so yeah um I'm not like pressed about it or anything but it's still like no oh, fuck. I, I I have like <laughs> I freaked the fuck out this morning so I thought I did the same because um fucking. Uh, the sick, because of the way my phone's background is, there's, like, some white right where, like, the, the digits are. Right. So, not, and because there's no border on an iPhone, uh, 9, or 607 looks a lot like 807, uh-huh. for example. Right. And I see that, and I'm like, oh, I was supposed to be at work, like, seven minutes ago, and then I look more because, cl- like, I'm just, like, still in the sleep fog, and then right. I look a little bit more close, and I'm like, wait, okay, I'm not fired. Okay. <laughs> Okay, great. Would you be fired for coming into work late once? Listen, probably not, but I just ha- I have extremely severe anxiety about everything I do at that job. I, I literally came into work 30 minutes late earlier, like, earlier this <gasps> week um, because I slept through my fucking alarm. No, like, I, I get that, but, like, like I, I, walked in, I walked in two minutes late to this job once, and my boss was, like, and, and my boss was, like, sitting in a chair next to the door, next to the entrance to the building, and he was just like, he just came up and was like, if we can be two minutes, if we can stay two minutes late, or if you can be two minutes late, you can be two minutes early. And I'm like, 
Am I? Do I still have my job? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, cool. I'm constantly late to work, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, anyway. I can't believe that. I got fucking, I got, if I was late to work at Petco, I got yelled at. Um, no, I just, like, I'm always fashionably late, though, you know? Always, I try to keep it around five minutes late, um, but, yeah, sometimes it ends up being more like 30. <laughs> yeah, that's your 3 a.m. shift? That's my, th- that's my, yeah, that's my 3 a.m. shift. How are you doing that? It's not fun or easy, but, um, it's money. I mean, I, I say that at- I say that as someone who was like working till like midnight and twelve thirty uh, on on school nights yeah. back when I was in college. Yeah, I mean it's okay. So I go to bed at ten p.m. I wake up at three, and then I get to work at four when my shift starts. Um, but the upside of it is that those shifts are usually only four hours long for me. So. Oh, so great! You get to get out and then go straight to class. Yeah, and then I go to class and then I fucking sleep. <laughs> God, I I do not envy your sleep schedule. One yeah, bit. no, it's rough. It's really rough. <laughs> Which is why I probably slept through my life today. <laughs> You're gonna die, anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna die at like 25, but it's cool. <laughs> it's chill. It's it's whatever. It is what it. Is. <laughs> um. Uh. So, fucking. The, the Jake and Cassie go to the pool party because Jake is not a true bro and he still goes to the pool party despite the fact that Marco was not invited. Yeah. Well, okay. Because he has to hang out with his girl, Flynn, Yeah, basically. <laughs> which, they are they are both absolutely a beard for each other. Oh my god, yeah. They all are. Because, like, I think, some, I think Marco or maybe Cassie talks about it that, like, Rachel and Tobias have a thing for each other. In what context? Like, whenever have they ever had flirted with each other ever, you know? It's what, it's like, everyone's just... Tobias did it, Tobias said something to her, it, to her at the end of uh, his a book. A offhanded comment once, you know, does not a relationship yeah. make. Or even a yeah. crush make, you know? Um, yeah. Like... Also, also she, also he's a burden, she is a human. Yeah, it feels like, it doesn't even, it feels like these characters have compulsory heterosexuality, but it also feels like Capplegate ha- has this need to have, like, straight characters, but not really a desire to have them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, just going through the motions, except yeah, for just, yeah, like... exactly. Hey, we're, we're gonna kiss now, because we're straight, not gay. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Um... Oh, God, how much better would this story, would this book be if, like... The, the Jake and Marco stuff was just, like, text. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Or the, I, or the Axe and Jake stuff. Like, yes. Oh I mean, that's, just, that's pretty much as close, to te- as close to, like, text and not subtext as you can get, but, like... Yeah. I mean, why would an alien have any concept of heterosexuality, you know? Right. No, exactly. And, I mean, Axe is just kind of, like, a boy out of necessity because there's... There's really no concept of the gender... Of stuff outside the gender binary to these kids. Yeah. And, like... Axe, like, I just remember this book, fucking, um, oh, uh, Aliens Ate My Homework or something like that. Uh-huh. You ever read that? No. Uh, it was by, um, hold on. It, I know who, oh God, what the fuck's his name? Uh, by Bruce Koval. Oh, sure. Uh, and kind of like what the title says, but, um, there's an alien that the main kid character meets, uh, and he asks the alien, are you a boy or a girl? And the alien was like... Uh, I'm more of a flea blop than anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> th- th- those were good books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so um, Rod, Rod Albright and the Galactic <laughs> Patrol. Right on. Um, so uh, 
Marco and yeah, Marco and X crash this party as mice. Um, they freak Darlene the fuck out. Um, they almost get squished and killed, but they run to the basement before they can before that happens. There's all sorts of shenanigans. It's you know. Um, yeah. But then suddenly, out of nowhere, something blocks the sun from the sky, and it's this huge swirling mass of like dust and shit. Kablamzo! Kablamzo, indeed, and it tears the fucking roof off of the building. Um, and then it leaves, uh, and everyone's very confused, because it looked like a monster thingy, but it was, also looked like a tornado, and the news says it's a tornado, so they're like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's all very mysterious. Yes, it's very mm, thinking emoji. And then we, and then we flash over to Rachel, who's just waking up, and has no fucking idea what's going on, because she's, she was halfway through demorphing. Um, when she passed out, and now she's still halfway through demorphing. But also to add a complication, she doesn't know who the fuck she is. Um. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't know like what the fuck is going on. Yeah, like she's got total amnesia from running into a fucking tree. Um. Yeah, I mean, as you would expect. Yeah, actually, I was so shocked when that happened because I felt like that was not the plot device that was going to be happening. Um, but no, but I mean, like, it's kind of a necessity. Amnesia has to happen. I mean, at least once, you know? Yeah. At least once. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that Rachel would be the one to get amnesia. Yeah, though I kind of, I'm like, I, I kind of like it because she's usually the one that's, like, got the best head on her shoulders. Yeah. So. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, so like um yeah just to have that kind of like the turntables and whatever um yeah so she has to deal with that she demorphs and it freaks her the fuck out yeah. um and oh, then oh, we skipped over a very good note that i had because oh. uh darlene sees a mouse and um she the quote here's the line ah darlene was not done screaming either she reached the patio door and she was still screaming and she disappeared into her house <laughs> and like Listen, I, I get it, but also, it's a mouse. Yeah, mice are not that scary. Not at all. They're, like, not... The, rodents just aren't scary, to be honest. They're so cute, and, like, they're just tiny, fuzzy mammals. They're not scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry to anyone who's, like, afraid of mice and rats and stuff. Like, I totally empathize, because I'm, I'm, like, have a huge irrational fear of, like, insects and spiders and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I just don't understand <laughs> I don't fucking fear nothing. Yeah, well, that's not true. I'll let a snake bite my ass. <laughs> and then I'll fart in its mouth. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're into that, so... <laughs> that was so needlessly cruel of me, I apologize. As it was coming out of me, I was like, oh, this is so mean. But you know what? <laughs> I actually stand by it now. I stand by it. I can... I... Uh, wow. Okay, you looped back around. Yeah, no, an yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Reminds me of a scene in the... That just made me think of a fuck... Like, the reason I'm losing my mind is because it reminds me of, like, a stupid fucking scene in The Secret of Nim 2, Timmy to the Rescue. Right. Hey, bet you didn't know that that fucking sequel existed. I mean, I know you did because we've watched it before, but, uh-huh. like, the audience. Yes, yes. It's terrible, but there's a scene where a snake tries to attack the titular Timmy, mm-hmm. and he winds up with his mouth on a helium nozzle, and he gets inflated and blows away like a balloon. Oh, it's very funny. I understand why you're yeah. laughing now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. 
I'm, I feel so mean today, but I'm like kind of fucking with it, you know? Like, that's the mood. Oh, <laughs> Playful God. cruelty is the mood today. Uh, so the thing that like uh, attacked the house goes after Rachel, and Rachel's fucking running. She's booking it. Um, the thing gets hit by a giant truck, and it slices and dices its way through it. And there's a bunch of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and at this moment, I'm like, is Capelgate getting any residuals for this product placement? She better be. Like, she better be. Like, to directly name Ben and Jerry's, like, she better fucking And be. also name some flavors? Right, yeah. Like, Cherry Garcia and Wavy Gravy. Yeah, like, shit. Um, what the fuck's in Wavy Gravy? I've never had it. I've never had Cherry Garcia either, but I'm going to assume cherries are in that. Yeah. My fucking... My go-to Ben and Jerry's is the Tonight Dough. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's, yeah. That, shit's, that shit fucking claps. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a big fan. I used to be, like number one on Americone Dream, um, but now I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Sorry, what? Well, I, Americone Dream. Um, no, right. No, I got that. But yeah. Did you beca- you became lactose intolerant? Well, yeah, I used to not be. But yeah, it, I, I thought lactose intolerance was like a thing people had or didn't have. I didn't know no, you could develop, you could develop lactose it. intolerance. No, no. That's terrifying. I yeah. love lactose. I mean, well, to be fair, a reason why I became lactose intolerant is because I stopped drinking milk i only started i only drank water for a while and then my body just could not handle dairy anymore that's so weird yeah i mean your body's not supposed to like it's not meant to it doesn't have the like it's not supposed to be able to break down cow's milk you know um it's just something that i guess if you like the reason why most people can have it is because they've had it their entire lives you know so your body just adapts Mm -hmm. to it but if you stop for a long enough time like your body can't handle it anymore can you drink, like, almond milk? Oh, yeah. That doesn't have like, lactose. Like, it's, are our bodies designed to, t- to handle that shit? It's literally only cow's milk that we can't handle. It's the lactose uh, in it. So, so, you, so you can drink the nut milk? I can, yeah. I can drink goat's milk. I can drink, like, I can, like, I can eat goat's cheese if I want to, and that's not going to affect my body at all because it doesn't have lactose in it, you know? Huh. Yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> uh, so... Fucking, all right. Uh, what's my next note say? Uh, the, yeah, the Ben and Jerry's truck explodes and then it, the the dust thing runs away. Yep. Um, they're, then they're in, uh, everyone except for Rachel because she's fucking wherever is chilling in, uh, Jake's house, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're watching the news and the news is like, oh, it's a tornado. Burp, burp, burp. I'm Walter Cronkite. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yep. No, that's not, what he, that's not what he said. That's what, that's what Bruce Almighty said. Yeah. What did, what did Walter Cronkite say? Uh, Walter Cronkite said, and within the context of this fucking book... <laughs> No, what was Walter Cronkite's catchphrase? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Fuck you! (laughs) Do I ever know what the fuck you're talking about, Luna? I mean, to be fair, I assume you know shit that is is like known. Well, you shouldn't, because I don't know fucking anything. And that's the way... No, and that's the way it is. Yeah? Is it? That's, That's what he said at the end of every... Every broadcast. I see. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, so there's, like, reporters on this shit and fucking weird. But then they they see Rachel on the TV, and they're like, oh, fuck, that's Rachel, you know? Because it's Rachel, and she's on the TV. Um, yeah. And she's running away from, like, the thing. 
um, because there was also like like videotape footage of the crash. Thing. Yeah. So and human acts does some cute mouth sounds. Yeah, <sighs> dear, what a dear. Um, yep. Uh, and then Rachel's having some, in some in like some Rachel chapters, uh, we're getting like some flashbacks of shit she just doesn't understand. Uh huh. Which is really interesting. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, me too. I liked a lot. I like. I really like this book. <laughs> um, it was. Yeah. No. I think. I think this one might be my favorite. Yeah. So far. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, that whole like last forty pages is incredible. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to get there. So let's mm-hmm. hurry up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Rachel fucking wanders around in the woods, and she runs into some fucking woman in an old shack. Mm-hmm. Who thinks she is she she's running like the fucking gap or something? Yeah, yeah. And Rachel like hands her a stick and says, "Oh, I have credit card. I take clothing." Yeah. And then the woman is like, "Are you a yerk? There's only one way to know for sure, and it's creepy as shit." And then Rachel's like, "What the fuck ever? I don't know what yerk is. I have amnesia." And then the woman starts beating the shit out of her. Yep. And then she like pushes. Her- her in like this like basement area or something like that yeah she traps um, she traps her in the house and she starts to burn the house down and then rachel like instinct takes over and she like goes she like oh. holds the fo- fuck out and turns into a bear uh, i think that's actually my exact note yeah uh, amnesia rachel hulks out yeah she turns into a fucking bear um she kind of like just like hannibal busting through um yeah out of that, out of that place. Um, while Rachel drinking a forty in the death basket. <laughs> I think about that video a lot. It's good. It's um, really good. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Marco and Jake are searching for Rachel by sniffing her out, and um, and uh, they 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 like wolf invest- boys. Yep. Wolf pack. Yep, yep. Hashtag wolf pack. And remember, just, remember, remember the hangover? Hashtag the wolf pack. Yeah, I do. I remember all of that as a matter hashtag of fact. Hashtag Ken Jong has his penis out. <laughs> yep. That definitely happened. Um, uh, and then, so, okay, uh, also, I skipped over the fact that Axe has chapters in this book, too, and they're very good. Yeah, yeah no, we, were, I, we actually haven't skipped over anything yet. Uh, no, 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 uh, I was actually I mean, kind of getting ahead of myself because, like, because then it's Axe's point of view, and he finds Rachel. Actually, no, Blair, Blair I just want to say you were actually completely in order, because my notes say, my notes are in order as well. Amnesia Rachel hulks out, Wolf morph to find Rachel, and then Axe chapter. Oh, yeah, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then we get, a, we get a new dimension to Axe's character that we didn't actually know, mm-hmm. which is, he says that he must kill Vizzer 3 or be dishonored, which... Yeah. We can kind of, like, infer some stuff about uh, Andalite culture and honor, mm-hmm. but, like, there, there's apparently some stipulation in the culture that if, you're, that if your sibling is murdered, that if someone kills your sibling, you have to avenge them by killing the, the murderer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so Axe is driven by revenge, which I'm kind of obsessed with. Um, he calls uh, Jake his prince, and I'm like, fuck yes. Um, so that's very fun. Um, and then yep. he finds Rachel. He had, he also has a very good line where he talks about Marco, and he says that Marco is also affected by a condition the humans call sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, is an incredible line. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he finds Rachel in the woods as a bear, um, and this, like, while this giant, like, cloud of shit attacks her, and like tears off her fucking bear paws, um, yeah. and he's like, "Rachel, is that you?" And she's like, "Who the fuck is Rachel? Is that me?" 
Um, is it me, bitch? Is, am I that bitch? Uh, you are. You are that bitch. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then Axe morphs into a bird, and then it's that, that clouds monster thing swarms towards him and then it's like oh fuck it's attracted to Morphin and I had already yep. like sussed this out like I was like yeah I was there in like the second chapter thanks guys oh um, I like I had I have read this book on multiple occasions to the point where the scene there's a scene where Rachel picks up a box of Nilla wafers and that scene like unlocked a door a trap door of like it, like exploding because I remember this book so vividly that I remember that scene explicitly uh-huh I didn't remember that the that the, anim, that the that the big guy was attracted that the big dusto was attracted to morph juice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah so so um that happens and then um axe gets like scooped the fuck up by the thing because he's like well i mm-hmm. guess i'll just like accept the fact that it wants like me and uh, probably me instead of rachel you know he you know he takes one for yeah. the team essentially um so he gets yeah. scooped the fuck up uh, uh, I, not uh, not before not before uh, rachel's arm and leg get cut off <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i mentioned both of her paws are like gone um, slurp yep and uh uh so he gets uh like uh, fucking airlifted away into the Yerk ship where Visser 3, like, confronts him, and they have this very, like, you know, like, protagonist-antagonist conversation. Um, yeah. We don't, we, the only really, so we learn more about this monster, basically. Um, it's called, a Valik or something like that? V- yeah, Valik. Valik. Uh, it came from Saturn, so uh-huh. they're just fucking chilling over so, there. So, apparently there's life on Saturn, uh, not intelligent life, so... But there's life. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also an interesting statistic where someone uh, estimates that 10% of cops are controllers. Yeah. And my note for that is just T-Pocab. <laughs> 10% of cops are bastards. <laughs> well. <laughs> just kidding. 100% of cops are bastards. <laughs> but I like T-Pocab. But 10% of cops are very big bastards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, ten percent of cops are alien bastards. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so there's that. Yeah. So they they scooped up this Velik um, or Velik uh, from Saturn and then trained it to only like hunt morphing thing because they hunt prey. Morph juice. Yeah. So they just like train it to just, just. I don't know how they're like. We just programmed it, and I was like, okay, man, sure. <laughs> Fine, yeah. I'll accept it. <laughs> like, uh, uh, fucking fine. You can have this one. Yeah, I mean, that's how I, like, there's a lot of things that go on in this book where it's just like, well, I mean, I don't really understand the process, but everyone else is just, like, acting as if this makes sense, so I'm just gonna follow you here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, and then, what, what's up? What happens? God, I'm sorry. So, my, my, nose, my nose is, like, just oozing, and I cannot... It's all good. Um, um, so... Uh, well, Rachel demorphs, um, uh, she's, like, her paws are gone, and then they become hands, and she's, like, oh, fuck yes, hands, um, and, uh, she, she wanders into a suburban neighborhood and into a house and eats some, like, wafers, as we were previously talking about, and then passes out, and then some cops show up, and she's, like, oh, fuck, and then she also hulks out again and, uh, becomes an elephant and busts on through the house, uh, so that happens. Yeah. Um, what happens next? What happens next? Uh, so Rachel hulks out in the house. 
Oh yeah, and then right? um uh She goes Mondo, she goes big and gray and stinky, which is yep. elephant. Yep. And she fucking explodes out and she just starts to run down the street. Yep. And this is such a good like I recommend reading along with us. I especially, I especially recommend reading along from like chapter mm, let me take a look, see. Let's say chapter like 23, uh-huh. 24, read mm-hmm. from th- read from there to the end in this book because it's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because, Absolutely. okay, so Marco, Rachel, or no, Marco, Cassie, and Jake, they see the big fucking swarm of enemy, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, it's a dust cloud thing. It's a swarm of a bunch of little tiny dust cloud shits. Yeah. They see that going somewhere, and they're like, well, we gotta fucking go do it. So they get in Cassie's dad's truck. Marco drives it because he claims that he's great at driving, but then he makes the note that says, I didn't actually say that. I said I was good at the video game Wipeout. And then Jake is like, you, you, Wipeout's never dark. And Marco's like, uh, yeah, the cave level, idiot. And Jake is like, you mean the one where you always crash? <laughs> It's extremely good. So then fucking, they're like careening down the street in this beat up old pickup truck. Uh-huh. Rachel's a giant fucking elephant with amnesia. Uh-huh. Um, Jake goes tiger form, jumps to the fucking bed of the pickup truck, like leaps out of the back. Marco starts to, fu- like Cassie jumps out, like goes to try and help Rachel. And Marco starts like going big gym style in the car. And we just get fucking 70 miles per hour of gorilla goodness, big gym style. Just like, and it's just fucking he crashes the car goes over this fucking side of the bridge he lands on the highway and his first line on the highway is okay now this is more like the video game wipeout (laughs) it's so good it's very good oh my god oh god sorry i just talked for like a minute no it's all good no totally no it's the best um the climax of this book is incredible yeah God, there were a couple of very, I also had a couple of laugh out loud lines because there's like some, a little bit of onomatopoeia. We just see like an all cap, bam, and then <laughs> Marcus is like, oh, just a trash can, and then, and then we just see bam, 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 and Marcus is like, okay, I guess four trash cans, bam, 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 bam. Jake's just like, do you fucking hate trash cans? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Caplegate gives me life. Oh my god, yeah, it's good, it's good. Um, and then <laughs> so eventually, um. Uh, the, the truck crashes into Rachel as elephant, mm-hmm. um, and then that fixes her brain, basically. Ish. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, Cassie, uh, Rachel sees her girlfriend and is like, "Damn, I'm gay." And Cassie explicitly says to Rachel, "My girl, Rachel," and she says that not once but twice. Yep. Yeah. She says that shit twice. <sighs> yeah. My girl, so Rachel. Dreamy. Blair, Blair, Blair. Who is your closest female friend? Just My- like who? Um, I guess my friend Caitlin. Damn, I'm hurt. Well, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. No, okay, but would you ever, like, while sober, would you ever say, my girl, Caitlin? Um, I'd probably call her my bitch, but probably not my girl. <laughs> but I'm also, like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so the, so, the thing about straight women, I'm going to tell you something about straight women. Um, okay. They're way more in like physically intimate with one another and like flirt with one another way more than gay women do it is like startling but well, that's because like gay women don't fucking talk to each other you know they let their friends set themselves up you know 
Yeah, uh, I know, and also like you, like you, you. As soon as it's like it's, I've heard, I've haven't experienced this myself, but I've seen a lot of di- I've seen like a lot of talk about how you know you throw one gay, you throw a gay woman into that bunch, and suddenly everyone's a lot less friendly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it happens, but also like this shit's gay. Blair. No, it is gay. No, for sure it is. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, just this by itself, maybe not, but this in incom- like. With everything else, yes, absolutely. Um, yes. Uh, Cassie definitely has a crush on Rachel. You know, I, I see yeah. Rachel and Jake in a very similar uh, way, probably because they're cousins, but they have this thing where they seem to be, like, like maybe bisexual, but also just kind of oblivious to anyone else's, like, attraction yeah. to them. <laughs> kind of stupid. So they, they constantly have, like, other people having crushes on them constantly, like... Cassie absolutely has a crush on uh, Rachel, and Merkel absolutely has, like, a desperate crush on Jake. But they're just totally, like, oblivious to it, you know? They're like, I'm too busy being the protagonist of this book and saving the fucking world, you know? Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, my note specifically for Big Jim, Hul- for Marco hulking out into Big Jim and driving, is Big Jim's crazy taxi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I cannot, I genuinely cannot stop thinking about how good those, like, chapters are. <laughs> I genuinely might go back and reread them tonight. <laughs> it's good. It's some good shit for sure. Uh, so, Cassie morphs into a squirrel, and, um, Cassie earlier in the book confided to Jake that she had a dream where she had to choose between saving one, like, choosing choosing who lives or who dies, and Uh she has the option to to save Marco from the Dusto, uh, or just by by morphing out of her squirrel morph, or, uh, you know, letting Marco be taken, and she just kind of buries her head, Mm -hmm, and... mm -hmm. Does and lets Marco get taken, and she is racked with guilt about it for the rest of the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking what's the? I had a note. Oh yeah, there's a really funny moment where the dust thing tries to abduct uh, Ailey, uh, elephant Rachel, mm-hmm. and she's just she's too just fucking too big. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it rules. Yeah. Um. Then uh, so Marco gets taken. So Big Jim and Axe and Axe does some fucking trickery. He manages to catch a flea in his hands without killing it. Which I mean, props. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and then he escapes by turning into a flea with well, well, they're not fucking looking. You'd think they keep an eye on an anamorph, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Like what? Like they are just extremely risky. Like they they put him in like some like weird uh, opaque tank. Uh-huh. And but they monitor them from externally. Mm-hmm. They are doing some severely. They are like taking some extreme. Like no, they're not even monitoring him. They're just taking some extreme risk, being like, "Well, he's probably not going to morph small." Yeah. So you know, uh, and then he fucking gets out, and then Marco's up in the ship, and they're like, "I don't know what the fuck to do." Mm-hmm. And then Axe has him open the panel on the back of the ship, and then. Uh, he su- Axe manages to summon the uh, Dusto machine. Yeah. The fucking a- 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 the fucking you know Gale Force whatever dick. Yeah. Fucking Supreme Whammo with his uh, Gale Force wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good JoJo's Bear Adventure joke. Hold I'm on, I gotta sure Google it, it to make sometimes sure I make, did that joke. Sometimes you make JoJo references and then you just wait to see if I'll get them, and I never do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You should you should read it maybe. No, now now I now I am protest not reading it at this point because every 
since fucking 2012, people have been like, you should read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I'll be like, maybe someday. And now it's like reached the capacity where I'm like, I'm sure it's very good. But also, no. <laughs> I'm just going to be. It's good. I'm just going to be a stubborn bitch about it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so fucking. They, uh, Marco gets out of the fucking ship. Uh, because Axe does the rawest shit ever by demor- by turning into a flea, demorphing on Visor 3's back to draw the alien in, mm-hmm. and then, like, fucking remorphing into a flea, jumping on Marco's back and telling him to jump out of the fucking ship, and Marco's like, oh god, I'm gonna fucking die, I'm gonna fucking die, I can't, I can't, I'm a gorilla, I can't fly, and actually just like, just fucking turn into a bird, dude, and Marco's like, oh yeah. <laughs> it rules, that. it rules extremely. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, so they all get out, uh, Jake grounded, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Marco, uh, Marco goes over to his house and, uh, Jake, it, it, Marco's like extremely grounded forever, 10,000 years grounded, 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 grounded. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then Marco comes over and is like, hey, da- your dad said if you clean the garage, you can go out for a couple hours. And Jake's like, yeah, okay, come on, help me out. And Marco's like, I'm not helping, fuck you. <laughs> And it's, like, so archetypally... It's such a... Like, if Marco had helped out, helped Jake clean that garage, I don't think it would have been... I don't think it would have been as strong a character moment. It's a very right. good character moment. It's, it's so good. I love Marco so much. Yeah. Marco's incredible. Yeah. He's a good boy. Oh. Uh, and then they enact their final plan. Cassie's got a bunch of guilt. So Cassie turns into a dolphin, swims out to the middle of the ocean, turns back into a human, acquires a whale morph... Turns into a cockroach, gets lifted out of the water by the do- by everyone as dolphins, gets uh air li- gets fucking uh oh what's the word vetoed by Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that vertical transport operation lift? Some shit like that. Anyway, yeah. turns into a human while she's falling. Turns into a whale. All the morph energy attracts the big fucker, the window, and it tries to pick up Cassie, Ca- whale Cassie, and she's just fucking. Causes tidal waves everywhere because a giant fucking whale just belly flopped into the middle of the fucking lake. Uh huh. And then the thing is dead, and everyone's like, "Yahoo, we we did it!" And then yep. the last word of the book is hope because everyone's hopeful, and then that's Aww. the end. Aww, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's it's extremely good. You know, it's kind of convoluted at points, but also fun and good. So yeah, I no, very it. good. Um, so we put out a question, uh, only, uh, we have three questions this week. From the same person. Yes. Mm-hmm. You want to read them off? Sure. So the, read first the first one, one at least. So the first one would be, what would be, what would each of the Animorphs dream vacation spots be? Um, so. Marco Unlimited Arcade. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm thinking more destinations. Um, yeah, okay, he goes to Disneyland, he pays $40 to go to that arcade where you can pay $40 to play for the, for the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, I feel Cassie like... Cassie probably, like... I mean, they're definitely already West Coast kids, but I feel like Rachel would be super into... You know what, I, I would say she would be really into, like, fucking... Rodeo Drive? No, New York, bitch. Yeah, I think she would. Be, I should think she'd like really enjoy, it. or like some sort of like really like fashion week kind of city, you know? Um, oh, Paris! Oh yeah, Rachel yes. would go to Paris. Yeah, something like that, you know, something that's got a reputation for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, Tobias. Uh, fucking. 
Toei seems what's so a, much like a, a home a body a to birdhouse. me. Birdhouse. Birdhouse, yeah. I, I, like, thinking in the context of Tobias as a character, I feel like he's, like, a vaca- like the ideal vac- vacation spot would be, like, just, like, a comfortable night in for him, you know? Yeah. He seems yeah. like he seems like a guy who doesn't like going out that much. Um, uh, what's Jake? Where's Jake? Jake? Oh, I don't know. Something like... I don't know. What is Jake like? <laughs> I know he likes justice and doing the right thing and being the protagonist. <laughs> maybe his maybe his vac- dream vacation is the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. Um, uh, and then where's Cassie? Cassie's just going to like fucking. You remember the TV? You remember the cartoon Horseland? Yes. That's where Cassie goes. She wants to go to Horseland. Um, I think- Let's go to Horseland! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's how the theme song went. Nice. I think there was Axe- a dog. There was a dog in there that was voiced by someone who who was definitely not Sean Connery, but like sounded like Sean Connery doing a bad impression of himself. Yeah, I kind of get that. I know what you're talking about. Um, I think Axe just wants to go. Would would want to go anywhere? You know. Home. Home. Aw, pup. Yeah. What a dear. Yeah. Uh, next question: What generic cartoon episodes are they? I.e., weirdly powerful. Class president, body swap, Arthur joins a fascist club, etc. Well, I don't know about that last uh, one. I've heard, I've, I've experienced the first two. I've definitely seen the first two. Arthur joins a fascist club. What, what is? I gotta Google this. Figure out what's up with this. Okay. Well, Arthur joins a fascist club. Well, this is kind of a weird question because I don't know what characters they like, what like tropes they would be. I guess, but. Um, um, I think, I think Marco's got, Marco gets, Marco gets the tonsillitis episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, I had an argument with my sister about this the other day because, like, until very recently, I was extremely under the impression that tonsillitis was a thing everybody got because every single cartoon had a tonsillitis episode. Uh Uh-huh. But also it was just a really, like, it was just a pop culture constant. Not even a pop culture constant, but, like, my parents talked about it all the time. They acted as if it was something that everyone got. I never got tonsillitis. (laughs) Yeah. I never got chicken pox either. Yeah, I think I did when I was super young and I don't remember it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, So Marco's the tonsillitis episode. Um, Let's see. Tobias is the body swap episode. Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, the closest to tropey cartoon episodes. Um, I think every... I think uh, Cassie's got the episode where everyone has to shrink down and go inside of her to, to fix something. Yeah. Um, Jake uh. is probably the weirdly powerful class president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... What's Axe? And then I'm leaving... So I, le- I left someone else out. Rachel? Rachel? What's Rachel get? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, no. Rachel's the weirdly powerful. Yeah, class, no. That's what president. I was thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I have no idea what the fuck Arthur joins a fascist club is. I want to ask and see if we can get some clarification before the you episode's know, I over. You know, I think what would be really fun would be like a Jake like axe body swap thing. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who raises egg babies together? What's that? Who raises an egg baby together? Oh, oh, um, Marco and Rachel. Yes. Oh Easy. my god. They would be Easy. Such, they'd be. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. That'd be so much fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. And then the last question is, 
Uh, are you looking forward to the Guillermo del Toro new movie where a deaf girl fucks a fish man? It didn't, doesn't come out here until January. I'm extremely looking forward to that movie. I just yeah, love Guillermo. Yeah, no, me as well. So, in general, like, What's whatever. What's it called? He, the Shape of Water or something? Something like that, yeah. I heard it, like, is doing really well critically. So, yeah, I'm really amped to see it. I hope I get to see it soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, that's questions. Those are questions. Uh, so, fucking... Uh, Animorphs. Yes. Next book. Next book. It's uh, The Alien. It's our first Axe book. Hell fucking yes, bitch. I'm so excited for this because I love the chapter, his chapters in this book, and I just want more of his like weird alienness and him being cute. And weird he and stuff. he has to play Jake's cousin Philip. Oh my god! Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> um, do I have to analyze covers? Is that what we do? Uh, no, don't look no. at the cover. Here's the here's the script. Here's the thing, though. He's only human when he wants to be. Well, I mean, That's obviously, like, Axe is only human when he wants to be. Yeah, like, obviously. Like, I mean, that'd be more cryptic in other contexts, but, you know, it's pretty strange. It literally is Do you is, think Arthur literal. Joins a Fascist Club was like a typo of, like, Arthur Joins a Fashion Club? Maybe. I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't know. Um, is that just what your obsession is going to be for the rest of this like episode? Like what? I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put you on blast. I'm just extremely confused as to what episode Arthur Reed, the Aardvark, joined a fascist club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, we did not credit the person who asked all these questions. It is a yeah. Pro- at at, what, at is what is cosplay on Twitter? Uh, and that's podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you uh, cut so out. What did- <laughs> I just said, and that's podcast. Oh yeah, uh, it is podcast. So. If you want to find Blair on Twitter, she's at Blair Kitch. On Tumblr, BrambleBubble.tumblr.com. Me on Twitter, Chie Satanakas. Nope, on me on Twitter, Chie Shadonaka. Me on Tumblr, Chie Satanakas.tumblr.com. You want to check us out on Twitter, we are at The Wonder Yerks. TheWonderYerks.com, I think, redirects to our Libsyn or something. I don't fucking know. Listen, Subscribe to us everywhere. Yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash If You want to support the show. All of our hosting fees are covered. Everything you do for now is just really kind of stuff to help keep us afloat a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, pay for Blair to go to college because she is... <laughs> She's a broke bitch. Yep. Um, and uh, check out other podcasts, Fear Baiting, uh, at Fear Baiting on Twitter, all that shit. Uh, we talk about horror movies. Yep. Uh, fucking our favorite time of the year, Schlocktober, is coming up. We get to, we were just talking about a shitload of bad movies. Um, I know this isn't that podcast, but I do just want to give a little bit of a heads up to some of our lineup. We do have Smiley, uh, Hashtag Horror, The Covenant, and The Lock-In on our docket. We still have a fifth movie, which is... I'm calling it a mystery. We just haven't decided yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have some great guests on. Yeah, no, I've got. I actually, we have to talk about a guest I have lined up yes, after the show. I'm, yeah, we're gonna have some real fun guests. It's gonna be a great time. So definitely, even if like. Oh, oh no! Hold on, hold on. We got a response about oh, yeah. our, about fascist Arthur. <laughs> okay. Do you want to read it? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Uh, Sue, Sue Ellen and Brain are accused of not loving their school because they won't join the Lakewood Pride Committee. What the fuck? What? 
the, the events in this episode to some, are similar to those of The Third Wave, a social experiment undertaken by history teacher Ron Jones to demonstrate that even democratic societies are not immune to the appeal of fascism. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't remember this episode at all. Me, me, well, I never watched a lot of Arthur, to be honest, so... But shit. Still... Okay, uh, thank you at What Is Cosplay for that live update. Um, uh, and yeah, catch us in two weeks. Yeah, um, and until then, uh, I'm Blair. I'm Luna. And remember... Fuck. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's the sign-off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.